The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I am Allison. I'm Leslie. We are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Dun, da, da, da. Hello! Hello! Hello and welcome! <laughs> Hello! Hello! Welcome to another episode of Ask a Hag, my friends. Season 3, episode 2! That's right. <laughs> in love with board games um it is one of my dreams to have a giant house that then has a very large closet full of board games i've already started my collection and um every solstice uh my sweetheart you at you know donna she gets me a couple of games and so this past solstice she got me a game called we are not really strangers so <clears throat> the premise of the game is there's three different um, sections of cards. The level one perception, level two connection, and level three reflection. No reflection. <laughs> reflection. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to just like ask each other a couple of cards from this little deck? Because they're uh -huh. nice. Uh-huh. Okay. That's okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and we have our little bevs. We got and some bevs. We've got bevs today, and yeah, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good show. Yeah. Hmm. Um. You want to go first? I'm excited about this game. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, we were also talking to. Um, let's see how many I have. I have a couple. I have a couple. <laughs> I do. Um, we were talking the other day about. And I'm trying to remember this, but we were laughing about things that we kind of knew, but maybe forgot or didn't know about one another when yeah, we were talking on the it? phone. And you're like, yeah, I used to ride like a tractor. And I'm like, or forklift. That's yeah, that's right. Forklift. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And we were laughing about that. And then we were like, hey, we should do like a before we were witches. Yeah. Which is funny because I mean, you're always a witch. Oh, well, sure. You but know, other, other facets of ourselves, you yeah. know, we're not yeah. just witches, we're people, you yeah. know, true. It's we true. have experiences and preferences. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. find out what your preferences are today. I'll tell you what, the <laughs> ideas here. Yeah, another one right here. Here we go. Who, who knows if I have um, a precious moments collection? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I don't have a pre precious moments collection. Love it. Love it. But, you know, who knows? I might surprise you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Unicorns or mermaids? Oh, my God. Unicorns. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to adjust my How seat. dare I ask? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Okay. So here's the thing. I have always been a horse person. 
I'm not going to say horse girl because that's just so like, blah, you know, it's gross. So gendered. <laughs> I've always been a horse person <laughs> all of my life. Some, some of our listeners may have seen my um, stories where I shared uh, photos from when I was a little kid. Um, I grew up in a very rural part of Pennsylvania. And while my parents were, were not rich enough to have a horse, I had friends that had horses because they lived on farms. And so I rode all the time. It was nonstop. That's all I could think about. Every Christmas, mm-hmm. I had a horse on at the top of my list for Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas, I had every briar horse in the briar horse collection. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. No, well, here's the thing. <laughs> There are these resin, like two life figurines of horses, and they can be small and quite like a little bit larger, like a meat, like a small dog, you know, size. And they're all different breeds, all different breeds. And they're in like different um, poses, like they're in cantering, they're laying down, they're, and they're in, in, they're collectibles, of course, you know. No, I don't have them anymore, but because um, I grew the fuck up. <laughs> but <clears throat> I was horses all day long. So yeah. to answer your question, Leslie, <laughs> unicorns. Love it. Unicorns. Okay, I'll circle that one. Okay, cool. Leslie. Just so you know, I'm mermaids. People oh. To know. Mm, not surprised. <laughs> yep. Great question. Okay. What do you think our most important similarity is? Well, I think, I think why we are such good friends is because we always seem to be going through the same things emotionally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yep. You're so great. So we always seem to be on the same page emotionally and we, and if not at the same exact time, one of us has just passed through it and said, Hey, I just went through it. Let me give you some, you know, advice or support. So it feels like you and I are, as they say, on the same wavelength. I would agree. I would love to see what our um, charts look like. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, Gemini and Virgo are are similar enough that you know, we, we get each other because of Mercury and the connection between that. But as you know, there's so many different facets to a person and no one is just their sun sign. Right. So I, yeah, I would love to see what our, how like our charts line up. Indeed. Someday. Well, and you know, too, and we've talked about this before, you and my sister are just a day apart in birthday. That's right. You know, oh, she's my, I love you. Bestie. Oh, God bless you. I know. <laughs> so that's so great. Marn. Marnie. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's great a great answer. question. Baskin Robbins or Dairy Queen? Oh, Dairy Queen. Ooh. I like a soft serve, but. An iced milk. I like an iced milk. Yeah, I don't like to chew. <laughs> just slurp it in. I just like drinking my food. No, that's not true. Um, oh, man, that reminds me. <clears throat> There's, there's this thing called, this is such a, like a roundabout segue, but I have to tell you this. There's this thing called the master cleanse. Have you heard about it? Um, I, I, I'll explain it. Yeah. Those those of you at home, the master cleanse is, um, 
not healthy, by the way. <laughs> I don't support, uh, now that I've done some studying, I don't support this, but the master cleanse is basically um, no food. It's a liquid cleanse. And all you're doing is you're drinking um, lemon juice and maple syrup for days and days and days and days and days. And then you're doing a salt water enema in the morning. Yeah. You're drinking equal parts water to salt to make your body poop. Okay. Now, <clears throat> oh my God, before I started studying herbalism and nutrition and the body and health and all that stuff, I did the master cleanse because I was like, bikini weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm 42. This was in my twenties, right? These yeah. are things that you do. So, um, I was on day five of the master cleanse and I missed chewing so much <laughs> because you're just like drinking the sweet liquid all the time yeah. and you're in, in like, and water. That's it. Is this the one with like cayenne pepper too? Yeah. Oh yeah. That... Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot that part. The cayenne pepper too. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I've blocked that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just miss chewing so much. Mm. So back to your question. <laughs> I like Dairy Queen a lot because my very favorite is the Oreo Flurry. Right? So you got the soft going on and then you also have the crunch from the Oreo because my favorite ice cream is is um, cookies and cream. It's the same thing, really. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's all the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you know that I worked at the Dairy Queen? Oh, you were a Dairy Queen, eh? That's nice. What was your position? From ages 15 to 17. Were you a Dairy Queen? <laughs> I was a Dairy I No, I made the Buster Bar, I made the Buster, uh, what, Peanut Buster Parfait. No, what are they called? What were they called? Like the little, the um, Peanut Buster Parfait, but it sure. was like, in a, I don't know, it was like, were you, farts, I can't even remember now, shoots. Well, basically, you know, I'd make like the Dilly Bars. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Dipping things. Back in the day when we would make them handmade. Now they're like, now they're like produced. Yeah. Yeah. But I would make the blizzards. Oh, the blizzards. And my friend Gretchen and I, because Gretchen worked with me and we're still to this day, best friends. Aww. Went to high school together, worked at the Dairy Queen. So but we used to trick each other when we'd work late night on school nights. And she'd be like, be like, Gretch, go in the back. I'm going to make you a mystery blizzard and you have to eat it. You have to eat it. It doesn't matter what I put in there. You have to eat it. And we were both vegetarians. So we were like anything but hot dogs. We right. put in there. So right. ketchup, oh, mustard, yeah. you know, Oreos, nerds. Oh my God. That's so fun. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. It was and would you eat it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We do it like in a little cup so it weren't wasteful, you know, but Oh my gosh, to this day, we still giggle about that. Love the Dairy Queen. So sweet. I love the Dairy Queen too. Um, our listeners who are local to Western PA, Pages yes. Dairy Mart. Yes. Blows Dairy Queen out of the water. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. Oh, Leslie, after COVID, we have to go to Pages Dairy Mart. It is the best. We'll take the bean. She can get her own little bean cup. They have like these little like doggy cups that have a doggy treat. She eats all the ice cream and then eats the treat at the very end every single time. Girl. Yeah, but, I love it. Get it, Bean. Yeah, yeah. 
Great, great question, Leslie. Great. All right, great question. Okay, well, I will have to say, I my heart was always in Baskin Robbins, to be honest. Oh, oh. okay, it's all right. I'm sorry, I, I disappointed you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so far, you and I are your unicorn. I'm mermaid. You're Dairy Queen. I'm Baskin Robbins. So. Nice, nice, good, hmm. compatible. Okay, what's your favorite TV show? This is very difficult. I know. That's why I'm asking it. I'd have to say Arrested Development. Oh, good job. Still, I laugh at every single one of the jokes. Yep. And it really Seinfeld a pretty close. Oh, yeah. And then The Office. Oh, yeah. Yep. The Office I is mine. I have to line them up. No doubt. My new, my new favorite TV show, um, What We Do in the Shadows and then Schitt's Creek. I just finished Schitt's Creek yesterday and I still feel like my eyes are puffy. Are you oh. okay? Oh, I cried. It was so heartwarming. Oh, it's so. Have you scary. watched it? I have I have Chandler or Ross? Oh, this is, <laughs> oh, I can't. Mm -mm. I, don't Neither. Like, I don't like that show at all. <laughs> Neither. I guess Ross, because he's kind of approachable. But like, I I maybe watched like one episode. You never got into Friends. I didn't like it. Oh, I it didn't did speak like it. to me. Mm -mm. I did like it, but I did. I wasn't like I don't need to rewatch it. Sure, I wasn't obsessed with it. Yeah, but it really was, you know, a, a show for. I wouldn't say it was a show of our generation, but it was of the time. Yeah, of the, time. of the time. And it very much influenced pop culture in a huge way, especially mm -hmm. hairstyles. Holy oh shit, God, that's true. Who, yeah. who, who didn't have the Rachel? Yeah, I had a Rachel. Shit. <laughs> I didn't even watch the show. You had a Rachel? Huh? You did? You had a Rachel haircut? Well, sure. Come on. Get out of here. Yep. I'll try. And... Ah! I don't know if I have any pictures. I don't have a lot of pictures, but I'll try and dig something up. Okay. Well, that was the other thing we were laughing about was you posted that picture of you when you were young. And I was like, I, we, I have the yeah. same exact, I look exactly the same. We could be sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I gotta find that. Oh man, yeah. that was really fun going through. Full cut. Mm -hmm. Bowl cut. Uh -huh. Now I have a reason why I have that bowl cut. Oh really? Oh uh, yep. And the listeners at home are not going to be surprised by this, and neither will you. So, <clears throat> being a kid who's not afraid of dirt, <laughs> she, you know, I would get shit in my hair all the damn time. My mom tried to have my hair long because I'm a girl, a girl child, blah, blah, blah. Nope. She'd always have to cut all like the, the burdock burrs out of my hair and stuff. So finally it was just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna keep this girl's sh hair short because like I couldn't keep out of the weeds basically, <laughs> which is really ironic now that I'm an adult. Like that's yeah. my jam. So. Um, oh, I love that actually, that's, yeah. so, that's awesome. It's cute. Mm -hmm. I, yeah my mom wouldn't even let it get past my chin so i don't i didn't even have an opportunity to get weeds yeah. in my hair she probably just didn't want to fuss with it right? <sighs> i was the i was the third child i was her yeah. last child she didn't have that kind of time uh-uh she and she also saw it all already she's like fuck it i know exactly what's going to happen bubble gum in the hair <laughs> happened right oh lord <laughs> Well, I remember cutting my own hair when I was about seven years old. I was so excited. I'd lost my first tooth and I wanted to look good. Oh, yeah. Cherry. Oh, right. Yeah. 
So I cut my bangs and <laughs> I may have told this story already, but they went like this. Oh, cute. Oh, with safety. I'm making a slanting <laughs> like right up to the scalp. Uh-huh. <laughs> like hanging out like this. oh it's cute and she was so po'd because we were going to a big family wedding that weekend uh, oh yeah well, well yeah, whatever <laughs> got the pictures to prove it uh-huh <laughs> life with children i don't know what that's like but i'm sure it's hilarious <laughs> oh god yeah no i don't know <laughs> what did you want to be when you were 10 years old when you grew up it was it's i was playing barbie so it was pr i probably wanted to be like living in New York city and oh, yeah. like living that independent life and five. Yeah. Then you know, working in Have a big teams. skyscraper and yeah, who knows, but I loved to play office and I loved to play school. I love that. And I used to love to play owning a restaurant. Oh, owning a restaurant. What would you serve? Do you remember? TV and J's. Yeah, you we, did. Um, I mean, I made like a little menu and then my friend would come over and I'd be like, oh, how are you doing today? Here's our menu. Today's special is, and like go through the whole thing. <laughs> oh, so sweet. I love do it. kids play anymore? You know what I mean? Like, do they just play on their iPads? Like, I mean, according I was, to TikTok, they play. I don't know. <laughs> I was so immersed in like creativity and imagination when I oh, was yeah, me too. Yeah, there, well, I mean, there was no technology, literally zero. So a, a TV, I grew up with it. <laughs> let me tell you how old I am. Marquee. I grew up with a TV without a remote control. And we had four channels, <laughs> and literally. And I had to get up off my little, my little tuchus and crawl on over and little, you know, channel 33, bop on a, with a little button. Uh-huh. On the PBS all by myself. That's it. We had the cable. We definitely had the cable. I grew up with, you know, I mean, I was the kid that like saw the first video on MTV in the <gasps> Whoa, I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, I had older siblings, you know, so they were watching that stuff. But I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember your friends if they had cable? Do you remember like the, um, it looked like a little, um, it was like a little box and it had a little arrow and you'd move it up. It was like a little clicker. No. And it went in like um, even even numbers so then it would be like two and then a dot would be three and then four. Oh, i'll see if i can find it oh yeah so there wasn't like a remote control but you had to like select a number on the so was it like a slider sort of yeah thing? yeah yeah Ooh, interesting that's wild then you'd have to reach into the back this is this is, <laughs> this is me as like a preteen and switch it over to the B-side TVs. Oh, oh. And if I went all the way down to the lowest, lowest channel, sometimes I could see some oh. naked sexes. Oops. Did you see boobies? Bees. <laughs> I could oh, see yeah. all that action happening. Oh, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> 1980s porno. Oh my God. That is wild. Oh, yeah. And then we'd stay up late and watch Skinamax because. Oh, Skinamax. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't, girl, I didn't have any of this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've heard stories, but, uh, you know. Oh, man. And I tell you That's what, to Jim and I, I think the, the one moment Jim and I were like, you and I are going to go places. We both recalled the same Skinamax. What? 
movie which is about Cinderella and a corn cob or something like that. <laughs> Cinderella and a corn cob. That, that, they don't even connect. What else is going on there? She was in a barn. Oh, oh my God. And to the, if, was, if Jim were here, he'd be like, oh yeah. <laughs> Listeners. If you remember this, please message us. <laughs> please message us. Please I can't message be us. the only one. It can't nope. be me and Jim and his friend Stoney. Oh man, that is fun. <sighs> oh, anyway. Good times. Good times. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think that was <laughs> that was my question that I asked you. Oh, matte or sparkly? Regular or glitter? Matt. <gasps> you and I are three for three opposites. Diabolically different. <laughs> All right. All uh -huh. right. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And that reminds me of nail lacquer, also known as nail polish. Nail <laughs> lacquer. <laughs> That's what my Nana R.I.P. Rest you also call them emery boards. She did yes, yes. I, I also call them emery boards. Yes, I do. Um yeah, I only have, I have one, I rarely paint my nails, but if I did paint my nails, it would be matte. Like matte, like not even shiny. No, no shine. Like we've seen like those matte nail polishes. Mm -hmm. I like those. They're cool. I do have a very unused like glitter top coat. Mm -hmm. And I really like the idea of having my toes all glittery. Uh-huh. So you know, I could be 50-50, but right now it's Matt in my heart. <laughs> gotta go with the heart. You gotta go with the heart. Gotta go with the heart. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? I, you know, I think if I, I suppose snuggling. Oh. Like cuddling up with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my sister, you know. <laughs> the one thing I will say, like, of my early childhood and how my mother was so instrumental and supportive of my creativity. I was obsessed with the movie E.T. Mm, me too. Obsessed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I've shared this story before, but I came home from seeing E.T. Like my dad took me or something, or I went with the neighbor kids. Yeah. And it was probably like my third or fourth time seeing the movie. And my mother hid like she started a trail of Reese's Pieces and oh. told me that E.T. had just shown up and left me a present, but I had to find it. That's so sweet. Like, Isn't that sweet? So I had to find, like, I had to follow the Reese's Pieces that's trail. Sweet. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's so tender. I think, it, I don't know if it was anything. She did eventually get me, like, a, a, like a vinyl leather E.T. Yeah. ball, but... I think it was, I don't remember exactly what the, it was probably just a big bag of Reese's Pieces or something yeah. like that, but. Remember how that doll was filled with like um, beanbag beans? Yes. It, had, it was like kind of crunchy sounding and texture. Yeah. I yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So cool. how about you? What was yours? Can you recall? Oh yeah. Um, I remember my parent. Okay. So my parents are avid gardeners. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and they have had a number of Japanese maple trees 
on their property. <clears throat> we actually have two of them here at our property now because, um, of course, they give off babies and they usually raise them and give them away to people. So, but anyway, um, and I have a memory of Japanese maple, they're really easy to shape and my folks liked to shape them into big umbrellas all the way down to the the ground so the the bottom branches kind of like swept the ground a little bit and so you could like as a little kid it's a natural hiding place and so i would go under there all the time and i have this really sweet memory of um like making like a little like cauldron of soup out of dandelion and mud for my mom so I would pick dandelion flowers and crawl under there and make a little mud pie and put dandelion in it. And I remember that, and, you know, making mud pies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Cute. You know? Yeah. Good times. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like the colors in the sky are just absolutely amazing. And just the promise of a new day, <clears throat> no matter how shitty the day before was, when you see a sunrise the next day, it's like, yes, I made it. I did it. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's going to happen today? Yeah. You know, and I also I like, that. I'm a morning person too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get up early. Mm -hmm. I do. Surprise. It's sunset for me. <gasps> no shit. <laughs> Well, I got to know what's the forklift thing. I think you mentioned this in the first episode, but I'd like to hear it again. Okay, sure. Forklift time. Forklift story. Um, <clears throat> so being a kid of parents who were working class, um, I had to work to go to college. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to get some scholarship money to go to school, but I had to work and all that stuff. So my father worked um, his whole entire adult life in a ceiling tile factory where dun, 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 they made ceiling tiles. <laughs> I know. Um, surprise. And so do uh, you, you know what I'm talking about? Ceiling tiles. So yeah. it's like a, it, the tiles for drop ceilings in buildings. Um, and they also made flooring as well, but he was in the ceiling tile division <laughs> and, um, he was in management and, uh, they, this company had a college, or a high school graduate college program where if you graduated high school and you were going to college and you had to prove it, you could get a summer job there making $14 an hour and it was shift work. So in this job, I worked every summer for five years and I, my job, primarily was driving a forklift around a big manufacturing facility. <laughs> so I would move pallets around to different buildings. There were tons of buildings. This was also right next to the Susquehanna River. And so every summer we would have Mayfly season. Oh. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh my God. Dude, it was wild. <clears throat> all right, so all these buildings, these were all like from World War II. They were um, airplane hangars. Um, it was a man airplane manufacturing 
um, plant first and then it was turned into this thing. And um, the bays would always be open because <clears throat> in order to make this material, they would have, it's literally like baking a cake. So um, they would have these huge ovens and like um, wet material and they pour them to out into molds. And so in the summertime, we would always have all the bays open because it would be hot as hell, you know? So <clears throat> every critter in this wild space would sometimes come into these buildings and mayfly season is yeah. when they're mating and they are prolific and they are everywhere and so during this time frame i'd be like zooming around these little places getting hit in the forehead with mayflies <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it was wild it was insane you go out um so it was shift work so i would work like you know, um, 11 to seven and three to 11. So 11 PM. And then sometimes overnight, if you were doing an overnight shift during this time frame, your whole entire car was covered in mayflies oh, yeah. when you came out in the morning to leave. And I was like a baby. I was 17 years old and working with men, my dad's age. And it was, it was a very strange experience. <laughs> But <clears throat> I did cultivate my love for classic rock at that time <laughs> because that's literally all we listened to. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Yeah. One of the classic rock stations. Oh yeah, totally. And this was pre iPods. Like we didn't have, like, I mean, there were Walkmans at that point, but I didn't like, I don't think we were allowed to wear anything. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. It was very, it was very like, like, you know, days work since our last accident style like that kind of like like it, it was dangerous you know oh so anyway love it comes from Max in Arizona. Thank you for all your wisdom. I am fascinated by all the ancestry work that you've talked about. I am concerned, however, in making my altar for them as my family is split between colonized ancestors and those who were the colonizers. Would it be disrespectful to place my ancestors all on the same altar? Should they be separated? any advice would be helpful. I want to honor them in the best way possible. This is a great question. Fantastic question. I think it's circumstantial. Mm -hmm. The ancestors that you want to honor um, and, you know, the colonizers and the colonized, were they joined together in love? That's my main question. Yeah. If they were joined together in love, then it would be a hundred percent appropriate to have them together on your altar. If they were not, if their relationship was strained for different reasons, or if you yourself, Max, are getting cues from them to separate them. Yeah. You have to honor that too, because that's yeah. their, pre their preferences and their wishes. 
Um, but many, many people have this predicament, you know, and um, I really think it's based off of your own personal heritage and your family story and mm-hmm. what, what, what has happened and transpired in the past. Yeah, that's, I, I have like asking your ancestors if they want to be together or separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also mentioned um, if Max felt you know, any sort of interest in this or received a cue from ancestors to create a kind of bridge Ooh. or using some sort of a double terminated quartz or smoky quartz to oh, help bridge so cool. divide, but keep healthy boundaries. Oh, that's fantastic. Great idea. So, and, and kind of, because I think that so many of us, and I'm sure Max is called to be doing work around decolonizing and so I'm not surprised, you know, to see this, um, <laughs> um, this, you know, need to create an altar that feels honorable. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I love just asking them because they'll, t- you know, and, and the other thing I want to say too, so I, I, I kind of got off track there, but Max coming in as like healer of the bloodline. Yep. That's our responsibility. Asking, will the healed ancestors who want to be present on this on this altar come forward and support me in this continued work mm-hmm. to decolonize? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also explaining to them what that means to you, mm-hmm. so that they understand your your true intentions. Um, and and some of us may be wondering, well, how how do I know what they want? And oftentimes it's a simple thing and it's something that is, you have to practice, you have to work on. Um, But for me, it's about how I feel in the body when I place certain objects on the altar. There's a repelling feeling. Sometimes I hear, no, (laughs) not not in like a ghosty sort of thing, but like, no, 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 like absolutely not. And then oftentimes I will feel drawn whenever I'm, you know, putting something on, on the altar or having these kinds of questions. Um, so, and our, our current world, our society really cultivates this mistrust in ourselves. Um, and I, I want everyone to understand that like how you are feeling in the moment when you are doing this work is the validation you have to ground it in your body especially when we're doing work with the ancestors because they are in your bones they're mm-hmm. in your blood they absolutely talk to you through your body um so you know i know that we're kind of being a little bit nebulous with our answer but i think it's because it really depends on your own personal experience max Mm-hmm. And um, there are often times where I build, I you know, I kind of shift my ancestor altar around, and sometimes they don't, they don't want to be next to each other, mm-hmm. you know. And how yeah. do I know that? You know, like I have some grandparents that didn't really like each other <laughs> that yeah. much, you yeah. know. 
and and uh, once again you know how do i know that i know that because i f i feel it in my in my sternum in my body i feel mm -hmm. repelling and i'm being told you feel you feel like right in this area yes like in your heart yes like oh yeah in my in my uh, breastbone area mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. feel like down in my gut hmm. like yeah. it's going like to be different. my belly button mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be different for everybody but yep. you know just notice when you're doing when you're shifting things around notice how you're feeling you're not going to screw it up they you know if you do if you place things together and it's wrong eventually they will like tell you to the point where you absolutely know for sure like mm -hmm. you know i have had a grandmother's picture fall all the way off the altar all the way down on the floor and i'm like how the fuck did that happen oh it's because graham doesn't want to be next to nana i get it you know it's okay <laughs> sorry i forgot <laughs> you know so it yeah it's it's okay. They love you. <laughs> you know, it's and, totally okay to, to um, mess up. It's all right. Yeah. And I think Max, like, don't stall just because you want to get it right the first time. Yes. Because I didn't, we didn't know any of this stuff until we set it up and yep. then we're like, oh shit. Okay. Yep. Right. This doesn't feel right. Or this needs to be moved or they're telling us this needs to be moved. Or so I, like you said, right from the beginning, Allison, I love it. Like start with your honored intention, set your intention. This is what I, this is what I hope for by building this altar to honor and don't be afraid to have a conversation i no. do it all the time all the time hey guys this is what i'm thinking about this is what i'm doing you know they're they're always around you and they want to know a how you're doing and b what are you up to and so you know if you want to deepen your connection to them um yeah don't be afraid just just mm -hmm. do it mm -hmm. love it Max, excellent question. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for that. A plus. <laughs> Anonymous writes, hello, Leslie and Allison. Hope everything is going as good as it can be right now for the both of you. I adore your podcast. I finally decided to stop working for the man and do my own thing. I realized that if I worked as hard for myself as I do for others, then I can achieve a lot in due time. I just struggle with motivation. I'm a Taurus sun sign and I know we can tend to be kind of lazy, but once we get going, we are super hard workers. We don't stop. I just have a problem getting going and motivating myself and setting up a routine and sticking to it when I'm on my own, unless I'm doing projects that involve other people. So my question, what can I do for motivation to make sure I stick to what I plan to do for the day or week to make sure I don't leave things halfway and after a month come back to them? For some reason, I've always struggled with this. Thank you so much for all you do and your knowledge. Mm. Since you're working for yourself, I congratulate you. I think that's fantastic. Um, being a small business owner, I know how challenging that can be making sure everything gets done. I often, so when I'm thinking about like new offerings or new projects or what have you, I often think about the feeling that I have in my body when I think about that new project. Um, is it resonating with you? 
And uh, okay, you might be thinking like, oh, okay, well, doing my taxes is, doesn't resonate with me. Hi, Choo Choo. I know. Um, you know, doing my taxes doesn't resonate with me, Allison. I hear you. But <clears throat> think about the idea you're doing your taxes because you have the money <laughs> and that is super fucking cool yeah you know that you have the money that you've you've been able to create this abundance in your life that you're you know you're paying your dues and making sure that your community is taken care of as a result of it that's fantastic that's mm -hmm. that's but that's what i'm talking about kind of like refocusing things mm -hmm. how does it resonate within you um and then also practicing gentle persistence, not necessarily being a slave to your to-do list, but really taking a, a good hard look at that to-do to -do list daily and deciding, okay, I can accomplish X, Y, and Z. I can do that. Dude, it'll be like an hour of my time and then I can go and take a nap or whatever, or whatever you have to do, caretaking, what have you. Mm -hmm. um, gentle persistence is really important. Drinking tea mm -hmm. created with peppermint is fantastic. Um, peppermint helps us to have laser focus. It also helps us to digest our food. So our food is our fuel for our body and our mind and our spirit, right? I'm clapping, clapping, clapping. And <laughs> peppermint is a great ally to help us kind of really center and ground. Um, and I highly recommend brewing a cup of peppermint tea if you're doing something like your taxes that you hate to do, mm -hmm. you know, make that, make that thing enjoyable, you know, um, lemon is also a really great one. I think, um, there was uh, some really interesting studies done on, um, the scent of lemon and how productive people are whenever that smell is around. So that's um, another thing that you can kind of add to your um, atmosphere. I work very well when I create an outline for myself. Yes, good one. Ooh. And it's very similar to your to-do list, but I create an outline that I feel is uh, manageable. Yeah, yep. So the key here is to not put too much on your list because you want to be able to do things you know you're going to be able to to accomplish. Right. Um, so then I also employ the use and the allyship of post-it notes. Oh, post-it notes. And I like to bring color into that so that it kind of motivates me more of the vibrant colors. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of like will write like today's actions on a post-it note. One or two things. Yeah. One or two things. And you can then you can go back to your outline and say, this is completed. This is completed. Um, I love the idea of like, and oh, and the other thing, when you were just saying gent, like gentle management yeah. of this, you know, mm -hmm. um, the other thing, do the joyful things first. Oh, that's a good one. Because oh, when you, that. you gotta do the things that bring you joy first. And once you finish the things that do you joy, you have that 
energy within you and that motivation and drive amped up that when you get to the stuff that's maybe a little bit more daunting, you're like, well, this is, I just have to do this and then I'm done. Yeah. So I love to, yeah. I love that. That's great. Now, um, stone friends that can be helpful. Pyrite. I had that down on my list too. <laughs> pyrite is going to help us attract um, that motivation and that fire energy and that drive while also allowing us to feel grounded in the work that we're doing. Um, it can protect us in the work that we're also doing. And it certainly is attracting that abundance and prosperity. Prosperity and abundance, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, attracting that in as well. I love orange calcite. Orange calcite will kind of instill that creativity and that drive in you as well. And citrine. I think you see a theme here. We're talking fire allies. Yes. Stuff that's going to keep that fire within your Taurus energy stirred. Yes. Um, and then I said ginger drinks, ginger teas, you know, kind of going into those spicier things that, that will kind of tend to that eternal flame within that keeps you motivated and going rooting into your energy and grounding into your energy. And sometimes even like eating like spicier foods, I think can be yeah. helpful in this as well. Um, and in terms of like ritual, working with the new moon and giving yourself like, okay, between this new moon and the, and the full moon, this, these are things that I, I'm going to plant the seeds here and hope to uh, feel a sense of achievement and accomplishment come the full moon. You know, ask your spirit team to help you with this too, you know, or, and sometimes too, it's really great to have like a check-in buddy. Mm -hmm. Like I don't accomplish it's if I hold myself accountable by telling somebody else, yes, I'll get it done. Yeah, you will. I don't want to go back to that person and be like, yeah, no, I didn't do it. Huh. And I tell you what, reading the book, and we talked about this today with clients, The Four Agreements. Oh, I'd love that book so much. Don Miguel Ruiz, mm -hmm. The Four Agreements. And, and, and one, of, one of the four agreements is being impeccable with your word. Yes. So if you get yourself into this point of, if I say it, I will do it, you will do it. The that. other one that I wanted to mention that really helped me as I was beginning to build the shop and the business is the artist's way. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I've read that too. By Julia Cameron. Oh. The war of art is the other one. The war of art, break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles Ooh. by Stephen Pressfield. There was a line on the very last page, this is not a spoiler alert of this book. If I remember it correctly, this is going on five years ago now when I was working at PNC Bank and driving the bus home every day and like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And it said, your angels want to clap for you. Let them. Oh. Isn't something like that? I'm paraphrasing, but I just, that moment got me so deeply. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do it. I've got that, mo that motivated me to be like, all right, it's now I have to do it now. That's great. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Thanks anonymous. Do you yeah. feel, do you feel, I think we, yeah, we got, we did it.
<laughs> Good job. Good job, everybody. Okay. All right. Uh, so next one is Adrian from Michigan. Hi there. A question for the podcast. I see lavender in so many rituals and remedies. Trouble is I'm wildly, horribly allergic to lavender. Can't even have a trace of it in the house. Triggers asthma, then followed by anaphylactic reaction or possibly an exorcism. Getting <laughs> on the last. So now that we've established I'm real fun at parties, what are some lavender alternatives you might suggest? Um, thank you for taking the time. By the way, I appreciate how little to no lavender there is in your land spirit remedies. Allison. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are allergic to lavender. I have a long list for you, Adrian from Michigan. Take it, Allison. I'm going to refresh. Take it away. Okay, so <clears throat> lavender does a lot of different things. Um, and there is one other plant that I know of in the arsenal of plants that I work with that is very, very similar. And you're going to laugh, dear listeners. That is mugwort. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, know I know, right? So <clears throat> I know. Who? Who's that? Um, lavender is a protective herb. It also brings in abundance. It's very calming. Mugwort does the same thing. <laughs> it's like the shampoo and the conditioner of the, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but if you're sick of burning lavender, or I'm sorry, if you're sick of burning mugwort or hearing about mugwort, here's a couple more. Um, yarrow is really fantastic for protection. Um, <clears throat> so is St. John's wort. When you combine the two, they are, probably the best that I work with as far as dealing with any kind of nasties that are around you in your house, etc. any kind of like curse breaking, things like that. Um, chamomile. Mm -hmm. A lot of us think about chamomile tea, but you can also burn chamomile incense or um, bundles. Um, and that is bringing in a masculine energy, which lavender brings in as well and is also extremely calming and smells like apples and who doesn't mm -hmm. want their house to smell like apples <laughs> so um that's a really nice one and then the final one is going to be mulling lavender also brings in a sense of strength um when we burn it and mulling does something very similar so um i think yarrow saint john's wort mulling or chamomile would be fantastic allies um, in your practice. And then of course, our dear sweet friend, Mugwort. I love that. Mm. I got a couple friends on here. <gasps> Do you now? I, I, I wondered if Adrian wanted to know about scent, like scented things too. Mm -hmm. So I looked up some, you know, other scents that have the same calming properties as yeah. lavender, frankincense. Yeah, frankincense, yep. Mm -hmm. Geranium. Mm. Geranium is very similar to lavender. So you want to just make sure it's not on your list of possible triggers too. Mm -hmm. I love geranium. I do too. I do too. That would be in an, in an essential oil, right? Is that what you're kind of talking more about? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, but then frankincense as a resin is what yeah. I've got. Yeah. 
Um, and vetiver. <gasps> oh, vetiver. Vetiver is so calming and grounding and centering and beautiful. And you can burn it. Yep. Right. You can burn the root. Um, and the scent is so calming. It's just, it's so, it's lovely. I feel really drawn to vetiver, but of course it's my father's favorite. Um, He's the one that got me into it. But um, since then I find all the scents I'm really drawn to have vetiver in them because it's so calming. Lavender can be real astringent. Gotta say it's, it's not, it's not my favorite scent, but I do love to burn the plant and work with the plant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, you know, I mean, that's when, when I'm in my, own practice and I'm doing work at my working altar that is my go-to um mainly because it's ancestral and it's easy you know I have a a bunch of lavender a dried bunch of lavender on my altar and I just kind of take it like a stick of incense you know Mm -hmm. um being careful of the embers of course because I almost burned my house down once with a bundle of lavender just saying be very careful. <laughs> not go out when you start lavender. It does not go out. No, nope, it doesn't. <clears throat> anyway, so, um, but yeah, I I I love your suggestions. Fediver is also really mm-hmm. one of my favorites too. That's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great question. Oh, Adrian, awesome question. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right, Allie from Ohio writes. Hello. I would love to hear your thoughts on shivers slash ASMR at random times. I've heard it could be a spirit guide trying to get my attention. What do you know? Mm -hmm. I've gotten them since I was a kid and my mom used to tell me how she would catch me talking to nothing in the corners of my bedroom. And I'd say it was either my late grandmother who I never met or God, three exclamation points. (laughs) I love this so much. Other than the chills, though, I haven't had any overt spiritual experiences since early childhood. What do you think? I love this question. I've been so excited to get to this question. Allie, this is so fascinating and interesting to me, and I have a lot of thoughts on it. But Allison, I want to hear what you have to say first. It's just simple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what the literally like. That's my note. It just says yes. yes. Three exclamation points. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Come on, you know, we like to talk, uh-huh, we do. but you know, I, I think I talked about this a lot already in this episode, you know, grounding things in your body, like your body is your tuning fork. Your body will tell you what is going on around you. I learned recently, I, I'm like, I'm like gripping my face and getting really close to the camera. I learned recently that our nervous system let me think of our, <laughs> our nervous system has this extra sensory thing where we can feel magnetic pulses. And it's one of the ways that our organs talks to our nervous system. I learned that recently. I, I mean, okay, so our body is amazing. Um, our bodies are wonderlands. <laughs> 
Um, There's a song written about that. There is. I brought it up on purpose because I think it's funny. Uh, anyway, so um, so yeah, I mean, a ASMR shivers, that that sort of thing, is it, it, it's very real. A lot of um, uh, clairvoyants will talk about like how the how their bodies will tell them when spirits are in the room. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, girl, like that's it. Oh, Allie. I love this. I love this. Um, absolute connection to spirit. And, you know, I get them when I'm feeling a yes or a yes in my body. And I know when my, when I am in tune and ready to read or um, meditate or divine um, and it, because it feels like a, a light is switched on the second that I'm ground, like I ground my energy and I protect myself, I can feel my body just tingle and shiver and shift. And that's when I'm like, okay, we're ready to begin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times like up in the crown, it'll happen for me too. I'm just even do, like just doing it now. They like, love it. It really is. It's a, it's an extra sensory and, um, you know, and I love like, we really should talk more about like intuitive body cues. I think I that's such yeah. a fascinating topic. Yeah. And I think so many people are, are feeling this kind of, you know, um, call to this more and more, and they're starting to notice it more and more within their bodies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that really was the first, even as I progressed as a reader, once I kind of had received confirmation from my team that this is how we communicate with you, then that was it, you know, like I had completely accepted it because you hear those things as a kid when it's like, oh, somebody just walked over your grave. <laughs> Woo! Yep. I've also heard it as a reaction, like um, uh, your reaction to feeling cold, right? When you get like goose pimples or chicken skin, as they say. Um, that it's this like neurotransmitting dopamine, this spiritual emotional stimulus, which happened. And I saw it was called transient paresthesia. Ooh. Transient paresthesia, which is ultimately like the scientific biological way of talking about your, your sort of spiritual reaction or mm -hmm. your your nervous systems or your physical reaction to spirit energy in the room. You know, you've walked to, into a place before and you're like, mm -mm. nope, <laughs> back out slowly. <laughs> I mean, I remember in my early twenties with my first boyfriend when he was looking at houses and I went on a couple, you know, go sees with him and we went in both into a place. And this was, this is the most Capricorn grounded mfers you could ever meet in your life and he was like <laughs> like, I get out of here i'm like what? i thought it was just me it was terrible yeah so yeah i mean whether you're logically you know out of tune with it you're physiologically in tune with it no matter what your body wants to think yeah. so i think this is such a cool question i remember going to i remember going to a house party <clears throat> And it was kind of like, again, this was a long time ago because I'm an old married lady. And um, it, it was in this like huge Victorian house in Oakland. And it was like floor to ceiling people, you know, just like wall to wall, bumper to bumper people. And I took one- Pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID, exactly, <laughs> you know? 
And I was with a friend of mine and we walked, we walked in and I took one step into the door and I just, I was like hit with a fucking wall. I was like, I am not going in here. And she was like, what girl? Like, this is going to be fun. We're going to meet people. It's going to be great. I'm like, nope. I left her there. (laughs) I laid her out there. I was like, bye. (laughs) You can get a ride home. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great time. Fortunately, like. Um, she knew a lot of people there and her roommate was there too, so she could get home. So she was safe. Don't, you know, don't worry. I'm an, I'm not an asshole, but still like, I absolutely was like, fuck this shit. So glad you cleared that up. Yeah. yeah I didn't, I didn't, uh, leave a sister. Where is she now? Is she still there? <laughs> right. She's like stuck in a painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, not to belabor the, the point, but just trust yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Love the question. Keep them coming. Love those questions. Miruna from Romania writes, lately I've been trying to meditate. I'm mainly doing it to be able to be more present in the moment, but also to start manifesting better by elevating gratitude. Problem is I am afraid of spirits. I always have been. It's kind of a phobia of mine. And even when I meditate, I know that I am opening myself up to energies. It is quite a vulnerable state. I've started reading Protective Magic by Jason Miller, but what if you shield the house or self and something stays trapped inside? This, yeah, this is an interesting question. It reminds me of the question on girls, like when when Lena Dunham's character is like, okay, but you use a condom, but what if stuff gets up and around the condom? No, you have a condom on it. It's okay. Stuff isn't going to get up and around the condom. And she actually like Google searches, like, what about the stuff that gets over the condom? <laughs> comes up and out of the condom. Up and out. You know what I mean? What ha- yeah, I totally do. Like if what? you, so yes. if you are protecting yourself mm-hmm. and you're grounded and you're plugged into the earth, you are protected. Yeah. You cast a circle, you create a container, you're protected. It's almost as if you're emitting a frequency that says, hey, did you ever, okay, this is a weird thing. And maybe this was just something that my grandmother had, but she had this thing that you used to plug into the wall. This was like the eighties, okay? She had something that you would plug into a wall that would emit a very low frequency, like that would like freak out bugs or rodents. Yep, they still are around my friend, yeah. Those things are still around. Yeah. Are they? Okay. Uh-huh. It feels like that. It feels like you're emitting a frequency or a level of light while you're protected that like they're not attracted to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I agree. I Stuff totally agree. Up and around the condom. Yeah. <laughs> up and around. Yeah. And also you have every single person every single person on this planet has a team of beings that love you yes they love you and they want you to be well and they will do everything they possibly can for you to stay well and Mm -hmm. as long as you ask them for their assistance (laughs) she's she's giving me the sign for a plus as long as you ask them for their assistance and you ask them for their presence while you meditate, 
you basically have like a surrounding of like beautiful bodyguards around you. So not only are you emitting that frequency of protection, but you also have these bigger than us beings around us. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also sacred symbols like the rune alges, which comes from the Northern European tradition. Um, and I often just see my whole entire house just like covered in them as a way to kind of like seal and protect like a ward. And then there's also um, St. Michael, which I know that you, Leslie, have a lot of experience working with mm -hmm. as well, if you're called to work with saints and angels. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, you can actually, and I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again, you can station Archangel Michael by your side permanently. Mm -hmm. yes, Archangel Michael is fiercely protected of those, mostly like he's a, protect, a uh, protector of children. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like those with genuine hearts and spirits, you know, um, and it's said that he carries a fiery blade um and i've also heard of like a, a black kyanite shield but the one thing that i always do is i ask my team to circle me and i ask them to do the work that i can't do yes do to pick up the pieces that i'm that i don't know like fill in the gaps for me I'm a human being on here. Please be aware of the things that I'm not aware of. All right, Miruna, thank you again. It's always so nice to hear uh, a friendly uh, face come through here again. And, and I know you've been with us for a while. So thank you for your continued support. Thank you. Um, speaking of continued support, we've got Jackie from, Wa from Washington. We've got Wa Jackie from Washington. <laughs> Jackie! Jackie says, hello, Hags and Donna. I hope the new year is treating you well and prosperously. Thank you, Jackie, same to you. I I love this, I because I, I actually, I also lived in, in an intentional community too. I live in an intentional community of eight people. We practice open and vulnerable honesty with each other as a staple slash community standard to inspire authentic and deep connection which is wonderful in theory, but the practice can leave connections sometimes raw and tumultuous. We have some practice around aftercare and the more gentle side of building trust and compassion, but that becomes difficult when parties become stubborn or there's too much mud to clear the connection. I just have to say, I think this is awesome and super mature. I think yeah. this is so modern and oh, I love it. So Jackie says, my question is, are there rituals for community building slash healing, particularly around healing connection be between two or more parties? There isn't a lot of space for cord cutting, which sometimes feels necessary to help with emotional attachments. So I'm also curious if there's a way to modify one or if anything else comes to mind, I'd be grateful to hear it. I'm working towards becoming a community witch. I love this too. So anything you can throw at me is helpful. Love y'all bunches. Thanks for everything. Oh, one last thing. I'm operating under consent in terms of doing ritual or spell work for my housemates. Wonderful. I This is incredible. I love this. There's a couple of things um, that came to mind when I was reading this. And one of them is kind of creating a home space that cultivates love. So the obvious thing would be rose quartz in all the rooms, 
um, keeping roses in the home. And you don't necessarily need to have fresh flowers for this, although that is always really nice, um, but not cost effective, um, but just images of roses. Um, there's some really beautiful uh, artwork, pre-Raphaelite uh, goddess kind of imagery with roses. I mean, you, you know, get creative with it. But basically by placing roses in and around your home, um, roses have a really beautiful um, pr protective feeling, a very healing and nurture nurturing energy. Um, and there are the gift of love, right? Like we throughout humanity have always given each other each other roses as gifts, whether they're love tokens or, you know, um, symbols of friendship. So I think keeping roses around is really nice. Um, and the last thing I was thinking of was a sweetening ritual. And that would be um, a modified honey jar um, with a pick, a, a pick is what I wrote, <laughs> a picture. An image, <laughs> you know, a pic of um, the people in question um, submerged in your honey, adding things that you feel so inclined to do, um, you know, rose quartz, clear quartz, amethyst, um, what else? Rose petals, lemon balm, self-heal, you know, a sprinkle of mugwort in there too to kind of cleanse a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, yarrow also would be really nice because that men's men's wounds psychic wounds yeah adding that to you know a jar a container of some kind and then creating a crystal grid around it and keeping this um in your space where people can see it mm -hmm. so that people can walk by it i have you know um something different but i have something in my home that's in the foyer of our upstairs so it's like every single day multiple times a day donna and i and and the bean are walking by it and looking at it and you know um giving it gratitude and the idea is that you're especially with people that are kind of um being a bit um sharp with each other you're softening the relationship especially if both of them you know want the relationship to continue which that's always a really important thing you want to make sure that both parties involved or all parties involved are happy with this concept um not you know hiding this magic but letting them know you know that this is what it is and these are the symbols and this is what's going in there um and then the last thing would be to anoint um the honey jar with flower essences of mm -hmm yarrow and rose which are energetic imprints of these plants um that will then do even more spirit work for you and that's plant spirit medicine that i'm talking about so yeah oh my gosh well done sweetening yeah. sweet. <laughs> so okay I, and i think the things i'm about to mention can obviously be done in tandem with what allison has talked about you're, I'm going to, I'm going to employ some of our quartz friends today, or pardon me, some of our crystal friends today. Um, Jackie, if you don't work with crystals, forgive me, reach out to me and we can modify. And I can try and think of, I think, I guess the jar is probably a modification, but if you are called to working with crystals, work with the cluster, your clusters, Ooh, yeah. your clustered crystals, you know, um, 
and I would probably say more of like a quartz, a quartz cluster is a uh, community-based. Clusters are your community, right? Everybody's right there on that stone and they're all working together. And um, so kind of employing the allyship with some quartz clusters can be helpful. Building that house altar and tending to it. Um, and you know, probably where you'll have that honey jar sitting if you choose to do that, if you choose to have an, a house altar. You may have one already and probably you probably do. I don't I forgive me if you've mentioned it. Um, and then maybe creating a meeting at like new moon at the like a new moon meeting that says, you know, what needs to be tended to, what needs to be nurtured. Um, everybody writes a need on a paper, and then you take that little paper and you can set it on the cluster or crystal geodes. A crystal geode is something that has sort of a crater or a crevice within it, which creates um, like an earth, um, like an earth womb space, oh, like an earth crater or an earth cauldron that will nurture it and it will grow like a cave, a womb, a cauldron is what I've mentioned. And you can kind of put those, um, wishes for fulfillment in there and for and for um, community work. The last thing is burning lavender in the house for emotional healing. Mm -hmm. It helps to remove that excess baggage. Mm -hmm. That's great. Oh, on the house altar, tending to it and having a candle for each person. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were talking about rose stuff, I was thinking about color therapy, maybe painting one wall in the house that's the rose, like a dusty rose color. Oh, and that's a great color too. Or or like yellow rose, yellow rose for friendship and community or white rose for healing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love. That's great. Very so cool. cool. Jackie, yeah. you're always bringing such great questions to us. So thank you again and for your continued support. Yes, we really appreciate oh. it. Thank you. Jackie is one of our sponsors. By the way, thank you, Jackie. BT dubs, as the kids say. <laughs> Those kids. Okay. Uh, uh, last question. Yes. Heidi, our favorite musician who happens yes. to do our intro and outro music. We from love you, Heidi. <laughs> love you, Heidi. Thank you writes hello lovely ladies i hope you're all doing well it's so positive about the changes in the u.s and i'm really happy for you and the world us as well thank you <laughs> and i'm glad you guys are doing well too in australia it's great yeah. hey i have a question for an episode about tree spirits i'll try to word it concisely i rent my home and there is a beautiful tree out back I see tree spirits, but I hadn't seen this one until an, an important branch broke off and revealed a tree spirit that looked quite angry to me. It is right out my kitchen window staring directly at me. I've learned to focus on other things, so it's not bothering me anymore, but it really did originally. Is it a manifestation of the soul of the people who have spent time on this land? I think it must be. So how do I appease this hurts spirit? The mouth was created by the fall of the branch. 
Fact is, it wasn't handled well by the property manager. She is not very kind, and I'm wondering if it is her energy that is being projected my way as she's been verbally aggressive with me a couple of times. Sometimes I feel disempowered by it, but I'm also trying not to. What are your thoughts on this? Check your phone. I just sent you a picture of the tree. <laughs> and listeners, we will post a picture of this as well so you can take a look at how wildly beautiful this is. This is where you can really see the spirit's energy. It's incredible. Do you see it? Yep. Being a plant person, I feel really sad um, that this happened to your tree friend. Human beings often are um, insensitive, you know, to other living beings on the planet. And unfortunately, things like this happen. I, I don't know personally um, what kind of spirit this is. Um, for me, it's more about being in the physical presence of something. <laughs> I don't know if you can get, you know, anything from the, the image, Leslie. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. But immediately I think about offerings and prayers, mm -hmm. you know, making physical offerings to the tree spirit, prayers of gratitude to the tree spirit. Um, and physical offerings can be pretty much anything that you feel inclined to give as long as it is of bio biodegradable and natural substance um a very common thing is honey um for trees in particular because of their connection to pollinating um insects and um also butter and cream is a very like european mad magic um, coming from traditions of Europe and magical traditions of Europe. Um, that's very common um, to give to people. But I think the most important thing is spending time with it. And I don't know, you know, the picture doesn't really show us like what is at the bottom ground part, if this is next to a parking lot or what, or what have you, but spending time with um, the tree spirit would be really helpful because it seems to me like it wants to be seen. I have, yeah, I love this. We're so, we're on the same wavelength. Oh, are we? Yes. <laughs> Please dive right in. No. Everything, everything you said, honey, hair offerings. Oh yeah, hair. Good one. Yeah. Come on, bro. Mm -hmm. Spending time with it. Yeah. Touch. <laughs> hugging it. Yeah. Yeah. Hugs is really good. And I know it's so like funny because a lot of, you know, it was like a thing that people made fun of each other for, but hugging trees is like a beautiful practice and it's, good. it does feel good for them and us. And it's putting our heart center on them, you know, and it's really like the best way to transmit our intentions to them. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I also mentioned um, trying to heal or mend the spot where the branch fell. Mm -hmm. can tend to that again, like, like you said, I don't know how far up it is. And then burying love notes beneath the tree, oh. giving it offerings of oranges or apples or mm -hmm. yeah, I love that too. Yeah. I'm really sad this happened. Yeah. It's a bummer, but we just do what we can. 
Yeah. You know, and harm happens, Mm -hmm. you know, and the only thing that we can do is uh, witness it with compassion and try to set it right in the way that we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same way like that we would act if we saw, you know, a little, uh, um, a hurt, you know, animal in the wild or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Tending to it with love. Yeah. And protection. There's also a level of wanting to protect it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially while it's still mending because the tree will mend itself, you know, that will turn into a scar and it will live um but it's a very critical time so yeah any kind of protective work that you can do for it um i i don't know if hawthorn exists in australia forgive me (laughs) coming from the states um but hawthorn thorns can be very helpful um in working any kind of protective tree magic in particular and if you're able to get um, get a hold of a couple of hawthorn thorns and encircling the trunk of the tree with it, um, with the point outwards um, or away from the tree, that can be really helpful to pr- protect the tree while it's while it is um, going through the healing phase. So you're not are you're not putting it into the earth. You're creating like a grid around it. Yes, you're creating a grid, putting thorns on the on the top of the soil itself with thorns pointing outwards as like a protective like yes don't touch me yeah mm-hmm. kind of like a porcupine or a mm-hmm. cactus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a beautiful question Heidi yeah thank you for writing thank you so much oh wow wow cool hey I um now that we're at the end I have something cool to share with our listeners oh you do yes what? okay well so um some of you know that I um I have a business called Land Spirits, and I love our listeners so much that I decided to offer a promo code in my shop. I know, because I, you know, I really, I want everyone to get their hands on the medicines that Donna and I make here. And um, so the promo code at checkout is plant hag. Yeah. <laughs> and um, by using the promo code plant hag, you get 15% off your order at checkout. And that's us um, sales only because I can't, you know, ship overseas this stuff right now. So you guys can get a special code for savings, which is really great. Love it. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, good for anything yeah. in the shop. And Allison's got some fantastic stuff. You know, I'm nearly, I'm all sold out of mugwort. Are you? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because my and I and I found that I do have heal all salve, and I had one hell of a zit on my nose that Jim laughed at me for about a week. Shame, Jim. Heal all salve, and it, it healed it right up. Oh, great! Oh, I love it. Testimonial, folks. That's, That's a testimonial. testimonial. <laughs> so dig it at your nose before you go to bed at night. Use heal all salve. <laughs> gonna dig at your nose. Yeah. Well, um, the plants are amazing and they give so much to me and Donna and I just, I love giving back. So it's great. It's good times. So the website is landspiritsalchemy.com. And again, it's 15% off your order at checkout with plant hag. All one word. That's awesome, Allison. Well, this was fun. 
let's do it again sometime. And uh, Leslie's cat Juju keeps uh, popping up and it's really sweet to see her. I have to tell you, so I have to say something like today's the one year anniversary of our dear sweet boy Fonzie's passing. Yeah, our sweet friend. No, and there's, you know, there was a moment of sadness, but there's so much joy in my heart because oh, there's abundant blessings that that boy has just continued to shower upon Gemini with our sweet little Dio. Yeah. And there's been, I pulled him to the forefront and candles have been going all day for our dear sweet King yeah. and um, his memory lives on. Oh, he was an angel on earth. That is for sure. How time flies, my friend. No, for real. Phew. well that's a wrap as they that's say that's a wrap <laughs> the ask a hag podcast is produced by the lovely donna kyler listen to us on spotify apple podcasts stitcher or wherever else you'd like to listen you can be a part of this podcast too dear ones leave us a voice message on the anchor fm app and we will play it on the show. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. So please do this if you can. Um, rate us, review us. Please leave us as many stars as you wish. We love it. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. Thank you so much. Thank love you. you. Have a great love week. We love to do this work. We love this work. It's true. It's true.